What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to No Longer Single Digits episode of Steel and Teal Talk. We're at episode 10. As always, my name is Garrett, and I'm here with my co-host. <laughs> Jim from Fan in the Van, the big well, sad here, baby. Woo, we did it! <laughs> but like, so I was we listening about- We haven't been canceled by anybody yet. This is fucking oh, I'm, great. I'm sure someone has. But like, it was, the thing with it, like, and why I'm excited about the 10 is because like, I, I, so I was listening back to the other episode uh, before we record, or listen back to the other episode when we were editing things. So like we released the last one on a Thursday. We're recording this on a Saturday. So it's still fresh in my mind. And I was like, episode eight, nine, whatever, si- still single digits. I'm like, oh, double digits. We're at double digits this week. <laughs> but before I do that, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't do this. So bear tight with me, Jim. This is a very audio friendly thing we're about to do. Oh, lean in. Look at that one right there. What the? It's an Atlanta Braves hat. see it. It's an Atlanta Braves oh, hat. Well. <laughs> yeah, well, the Yankees suck, so. <laughs> Break out your brooms. <laughs> Can't even fucking beat the Red Sox. You see what they tried to do today? No, what they tried to do. They, they fucking tried to bunt, I think, with Stanton on base. The guy can't run. You have to have a grease can with you to get him to speed off the oh, fucking boy. tin. Piece of shit. I, I can't even talk Yankees baseball. I, I just can't. <laughs> we'll be here all day. I, I, we, we swept, which is why I had to break out the Braves hat. And so that was just, <laughs> I just, I had to. I had to. So for those who for those who don't know and don't listen to two dudes of sports news, I I am similar to Aaron. Uh, brutally honest with this one, I have a dual allegiance. I have an NL team and an AL team. As a Georgia local, uh, always always support my Braves. Uh, have been for the last five six plus years. Um, so don't call me a bandwagon. Stop it. I don't care. Um, and to prove I'm not a bandwagon, uh, I'm also a Red Sox fan. <laughs> So, and I am a Jaguars fan for life. So, any bandwagon <laughs> shit you want to throw my way, shove it. <laughs> shove it. I have been miserable for years, damn it. Let me be happy. Let me be well, happy. Can't, can't be more miserable than Browns fans, though. That oh, is. no. Well, they, they're blissfully ignorant. We're, we're blissfully yeah. ignorant, too, but we also, like, we, we don't fully believe it. <laughs> yeah. You also have have a parade for tying the eagles in preseason either this coming tuesday but hey whatever well let's talk about since you mentioned the eagles let's talk about this so you sent me something from the bears nation twitter account of james jones absolutely cooking shady which was phenomenal so it's and we'll get into a couple things so like my biggest thing with it and i'm sure you feel the same way about this Jalen Hurts, and before I take any shots at anybody, the you know Jalen Hurts is not a bad quarterback by any stretch. He is no, a not. he's a great quarterback. However, he is the product. It, it you can't tell me this doesn't hurt. And I'm not questioning the work he's put in. I'm going to question the work ethic, anything he did in college, anything like that. I love the kid. I say kid like he's not. He's like what 26. He might actually be younger than me. I might be able to call him a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I love the kid. I really do. Like he's a good quarterback. I love him. I love his game. I love what he's been doing. It's great. But he's not like I I, I have to. He's not Mahomes. I have no. to. I have to go there. He's not Mahomes. He's not Brady. He's not, you know, he's not any he is a more talented Brock Purdy. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Purdy's no. great. It's not a bad thing at all when I say this. What I mean when I say that is he has benefited, and this this isn't a bad thing. He has benefited from a great defense, 
and great offensive weapons. They had one of the best offensive lines in the league last year. And if you look at their uh, in a great defense, if you look at defense for and uh, also from Nick Saban too, because yeah. don't forget he was Alabama before he transferred when uh, yep. took his job after Hertz was hurt. Eagles had a top five overall defense last year. They had a the number one passing defense, and their rushing defense would got them in trouble. But they were still you know middle of the pack for a rushing defense. And then for score or uh, points allowed, they were once again, you know, in the top 10. So like they, it's a, they have a good defense. So that's not, again, not a shot at him. They have AJ Brown, you know, they have, um, oh my God, why am I trying to blank his name? I've been up since four. Uh, <laughs> well, you got AJ Brown, you got Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith, that's right. You've got Goddard, you've got, you had Miles Sanders. Well, now you have Miles Sanders running back. You have a fantastic offensive line. You have one of the best centers in the game. You have all these weapons around you. And then on defense, you also have more weapons on defense. Yeah. Like it's, again, you are a product of your environment always. And again, before anybody says anything or DMs Jim and the deletes the account um, or (laughs) DMs me or calls me out, which nobody does, which because they they don't care. But Trevor Lawrence is going to be in a similar situation this year. He has fantastic weapons around him. He's got a great head coach who knows what the hell he's doing. And we've got a good defense. So Trevor Lawrence is going to take another step forward this year because not only is he getting better, but he has more weapons around him. That's what I'm talking about. So it's not like, you know, he's care and don't tell me Mahomes take away Travis Kelsey. Who the fuck is he throwing to? (laughs) Who is he throwing to? Not Sky Moore, and not- he was throwing to uh, TikTok boy Smith Schuster. Oh, yeah, now he's up in Chowderville. Now he's up in Chowderland. You know, we we got him. You know, we Judy Smith Schuster is going to be. You know, he he's he's an asset to the team, and he'll be a great number two receiver. You know, next yeah, man. So I'm not I just, worried about that. And I'm also going to be in his next TikTok video with my dog uh, Tom. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm going <laughs> to. And I'm also going to wear a clean shirt. And if you ask me why I haven't been in Madden games for 20 years, it's because I won't let them use my likeness because it's boring and bland like white bread. Okay, next question. If I were a spice, it'd be flour. <laughs> I can't take credit for that joke. That is a Bob's Burgers joke, which is one of the greatest jokes. And one of the most underrated burns I've ever heard is if you were a spice, you'd be flour. <laughs> it's great it's great but like it, it, again it, it's look it's also the day Belichick shows up at a TikTok doing a Juju Smith-Schuster dance is the day that the world implodes like it's oh, you know I do have some moves the wife tells me all the time I am a smooth operator <laughs> he's he's <laughs> just... I know oh my god I hate this I'm imagining Belichick slide in um to old school rock and roll risky business yeah like tom cruise and risky business but it's just him and like the cutoff hoodie (laughs) the sleeves (laughs) cut off and he slides into the ankle socks with his son doing his weird face in the background to the music his son is one of oh my god his son is one of the weirdest i don't even want to call him a person He's like the weirdest object I've seen on a sideline. This guy sticks his tongue out more than my dog does. If a cat he's were like, he's looking something, if a cat were a person, it's Belichick's son. 
oh, well, you know, I'm proud of him and uh, I'm glad to have him on the coaching staff. If you could just stop sticking your tongue out, it would be great. My, and uh, stop going all over the playbook. Thank you. My 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 son and my dog don't get along very well. It's like cats and dogs fighting. It's, you know. <laughs> well, that's because they drink out of the same dog bowl. <laughs> they both drink out of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> god oh, damn god. it we did it again <laughs> it never fails to go full circle full circle but like it's my biggest thing with it like it's fucking crazy like just again Hurts is not a bad quarterback at all no. it's the biggest thing with it. it it's the gap between the two isn't as big as people think it is and james jones if you haven't seen it go see the clip the gap between james jones or james jones james jones hasn't played wide receiver in years uh the gap between justin fields and her or, uh, hertz isn't that far yardage wise they weren't that far apart you know no. touchdown wise they weren't that far apart they both only played 12 games like it, it's they're very it's pretty sure they both only played 12 games am i right on that oh I... don't leave some but the other part of it too and james jones made a valid point is hertz has all these weapons to throw to what did justin fields have up until this upcoming season yeah they both played 15 games little side-by-side comparison 3700 yards for hertz and then fields had 2200 but who is he throwing to behind what offensive line it's not throwing a clay pool that's for sure no well, clay pool can't get open now, the only thing he could celebrate is a rookie dinner where the rookie pays for his fucking steak. Claypool's like a Chick-fil-A in a world that's only Sundays. Never open. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. There we go. Oh, that was that, great. That, that was fun seeing the Bears fans go, who's stopping these three? I'm like, well, I can tell you who's stopping Claypool, but the field. Uh, who's stopping Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore? Nobody. But who's stopping Claypool is himself. Um, swap them out for commit. But then if you look at Hertz, eight yards per or eight yards per throw, Justin Field, seven yards per throw. So not not too far off. The completion percentage is uh Fields with at 60, Hertz was at 66. So again, not that far. Touchdowns. Uh I went too far. But it's also if you look at attempts too, Jalen Hertz had 460 attempts and Justin Fields had 318. He had a hundred less okay. attempts than him, and he wasn't that far off in yardage. Well, nope. Both played fifteen games, so we'll we'll rule that one out. Hertz averaged two hundred forty six yards per game through the air, and then Fields averaged one hundred fifty. So again, not great, but he's not fucking throwing anybody. Seventeen touchdowns, eleven interceptions, and then you have twenty two touchdowns, six interceptions. And then if you look at rushing, they're not that far apart either. Fields, I think, what Fields had what eleven hundred yards. Yeah, to Hertz is seven hundred. Yeah, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is the only quarterback in the top 32 of rushing yards. Yeah. Justin Fields had more rushing yards than Christian McCaffrey, Travis Etienne, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevenson, Tyler Algier, Najee Harris, and Tony Pollard, and Damian Pierce, and Austin Eckler, and Alvin Kamara, who's never had a thousand yard season his entire career. Uh, So those are all like, some of the best running back, well, not Ramondre Stevenson or Kenneth Walker, you know, some of those other guys, but like plenty of guys he didn't have, you know, he had more yards then. And he was only 30 yards behind Dalvin Cook and 100 yards behind the running back for the fucking Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So, like, if you look at their total yards, like, let me let me do the math real quick. Just, just to humor myself. 
So 37. I went to Georgia Southern, so my math isn't super great. I also need to go to the engineering school, so that's why my math sucks. 3,700 yards. And then let's look at it. I'll take shots at myself all day. I don't care. Hands are rated E for everybody, man. Take shots at anybody and everybody. <laughs> Sit my LaCroix while I wait for my LaCroix. If you want to sponsor us, I don't care. Um, That'd be great. I'd love free LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to cut out soda, man. Like it's Now we're getting it. Health talk with Garrett. <laughs> I'm trying to cut. I drink too much, but I'm trying to cut it out. So I mean, this is this is a way to kill two birds with one stone. So, oh, my computer doesn't want to load. All right, fuck it. Anyways, their total yardage isn't that far off. I would assume. So, for Shady McCoy, the the former Philadelphia Eagle, bias Shady McCoy. Let me let me yeah. be very clear on that one. To make the comment he made like that, like come on now, man. Like what James are you doing? Jones. James Jones made him look like an absolute fool because he's sitting there. He's like, Jones did not lie to America. He didn't lie to anybody. No, he cooked you and you're upset about it. The thing is, is that people don't want to see that Justin Fields could probably be the first Ohio state quarterback that might be successful in the league. Yeah. Because they always get a bad rap. They always get a bad rap because they're all great in college and then they come to the NFL and they don't pan out. And now you have, a similar situation in Houston with C.J. Stroud, who somewhat looked better than he did in his first friggin' preseason game. Mm-hmm. So it's finally starting. To, right now, to me, I think Stroud looks better than Bryce Young. Bryce Young also, again, has the same issue that Fields has with no offensive line. Also, they're about 1,000 total uh, total yards apart. So, yes, I did do the math. They're about 1,000 yards apart. But, again... A lot of those Jalen Hurts touchdowns, which is part of the game plan, and I defended this when they were talking about changing the rule, a lot of those touchdowns were from two yards out, get behind and push. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Stop it. Stop it. If if you don't want me to run it, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my biggest thing. If you don't want me, it was, I did this, I've done this in Madden, I've done this with, you know, in real life, I've done this in basketball, any sport I've ever played, any type of game thing I've ever played, if I am cooking you, and you want me to stop, the way to get me to stop is to stop me. <laughs> so make make me figure it out. Like, yeah, it's, it's I don't know, man. Not, not that hard to figure it out. Oh, it was great. He got uh, James Jones absolutely cooked Shady. It was fantastic. I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. But, I mean, they weren't that far off. Uh, it's yardage-wise. And then he also benefited from, also, they had the third-best turnover differential uh, in the NFL. They were behind San Francisco and Dallas. That was it. Third best turnover differential where the Bears had the about middle of the pack. So nothing too crazy on that. But it, it's it's crazy to me it, it the, for people to be like, oh, he's an ex Jalen Hurts. Like, no, he could be better. Like I talked yeah. about, I don't know if you and I talked about this or who else talked about this, but like Trevor Lawrence was the generational prospect and he still yeah. is a generational prospect. Do you know? what position he was in his recruitment class and the ESPN 300 wide receiver. No, no, no. Like ranking wise, like one oh, through 10. He was second and Justin Fields was number one, wasn't he? Yes. 100%. So the people acting like fields is trash is hilarious to me. He's not yeah. better than Lawrence. The reason why he was ranked ahead of him was because he has that dual threat ability that Lawrence, he Lawrence can run. 
And don't get me wrong, T Law can run. I love Trev. I think he's fan- he's a great quarterback. He he is actually Green Greeny actually made a great take. He goes, Trevor Lawrence is the most is the safest risk for MVP. Yeah, like he's coming into his f- third year, new coach, everything's gonna be fine. New weapons, yeah. another year under the same playbook, so nothing's really changed. So we're gonna be fine. It's he's I, at what is he? Is I, I think that also got mentioned on Ryan Clark's podcast. I think he was on there too, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and they were talking about it. And Ryan Clark said, "I could see you win an MVP this year. Hey, it could happen. Absolutely could happen. Absolutely could happen. It's I don't even know where the hell we were going with this. Uh, oh, that's right. So like the only reason Fields was ahead of The only reason Fields was ahead of him, I feel like, is because Fields had has a more dynamic rushing ability. Yeah. When there's nothing like again, not a shot at Trev. Fields is I'm pretty sure Justin Fields is faster. Now I want to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass. Yeah, four 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 forty. And then that's like Calvin Austin speed. Yep. And she had a nice punt return for like 50 plus yards. And then oh, yeah. A five sec- and then a he- five second uh, score and drive for Pickett to, to my man Fryer move. T Law ran a 478. Yeah, but he's also got what, like a foot on fields, too? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's now, that was also in high school. So, I don't know what his pro day 40 is. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, four seven eight. I think is what he's sticking with. But again, like that's still good. That's elite linebacker speed. Like that's not a bad thing at all. Like he's he's fast. He can move, and it's it's you know it. Let me let me put a bow on this. Uh, again, part pardon my my rambling. I've been up since four thirty in the morning, um, and it's nine. For reference, it's nine thirty as we're recording this. Um, so, <laughs> so I don't sound crazy. Um, Leave Fields alone. Dude's going to be fine. He finally has weapons. Defense is building. Are they going to be competitors this year? Possibly. Because besides the Vikings, who the hell's in the NFC North? Well, you got the Lions on the That's true. The Lions. But it's it's also the Lions. But the Vikings will take the, the, they'll take the NFC North, and it's really going to be a battle between the other three. I mean, I, actually, no. It would probably be... Because Green Bay, I don't think, goes anywhere. As much as people really want to try to believe in Jordan Love, I just, I don't see it yet. Yeah. So it would come down to, obviously, either the Bears or the Lions. I mean, the, the Lions got a decent team. I, I mean, they went out and friggin' you trade Jamal Williams, you bring in Jameer Gibbs, you you get Jameis Williamson back in, what, week six, seven? Because Something of the like whole. That. Is it a whole because he bet in an NFL facility on a non NFL game? Yep. But whatever on that one. And then they have, you know, then they had a decent draft and they got Aiden Hutchinson. So it's really going to come down to it's really for that second second place and possibly one of the two wild cards. It's going to come down to the Bears or the Lions. And one thing I want to mention too Lions have a historic record we can talk about. Do you know? Uh, President JFK was a big Lions fan. He only ever missed one playoff win. 
Because <laughs> they've only had one since he was yeah. alive. <laughs> yeah. And think of the guys who have come and gone from Detroit. Barry Sanders, Megatron. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been some big names that have played in Detroit. And because when I was watching the game today, they were like, you know, all of a sudden now all these free agents want to come to Detroit. It's like, no, they don't want to come to Detroit. It's just you're willing to overpay for these guys. Because they have the cap. That's why you want to go. That's why guys want to come to Detroit. They want to come to Detroit because you have, yeah, you have a player's coach. I haven't met anybody who has a bad thing to say about uh, Dan Campbell. So you got a player's coach, which helps. You have Goff is at the bridge quarterback stage. He's about time where he'll, he's going to carry a couple playoff wins probably, but he's not going to be, you know, He's not the elite quarterback. He's he was never an elite quarterback. Um, but no. <laughs> he's, he, he's not the young quarterback in the league anymore. But like it's it'll be interesting to see what happens um with that Lions team. They're going there, you got a players coach, you have a young core. You got a team, man. Uh, you, you really got a team. I am pulling up the because speaking of Bears, uh the Bears are beating uh the Colts right now. Granted, Fields hasn't touched the field. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Nathan Peterman is playing. God, I played he's against. A I played he's against. A him. He's a legend where I grew up because he played for uh, my rival high school. But that's a different thing. Oh, did what the fuck? Did he not play? Did Richardson not play? Could have sworn he did. I got no numbers. I got no passes, no rushing, no nothing. Maybe they sat him this game then. Yeah, I maybe they did. Everybody else was starting their, their starters for a couple of drives. Gardner's I mean, all, all it took was two drives for Kenny Pickett and company to sit down. Yeah, they're like, okay, you're fine. You're you're all right. Go, go get out of your pads. But like, yes. it, it's well. Let's talk Steelers. Actually, this is a good transition. So you sent me something about. Uh, the Steelers, um, Quan Alexander with that Buccaneers hit. So let, let's let you go into this one because you well, said you wanted to really open it up. Well, forty three grand. Come the fuck on! It's a lot. That's a, I, it, to me. Okay, I can understand leading with the helmet is something that they're trying to prevent because we've seen so many helmet to helmet collisions since we all started watching football. But, I mean, it's not like he led into the helmet. It was more into, like, the, you know, the core area. Mm-hmm. I, don't see the, I don't see the big deal in it. I thought it was a clean hit, you know, but the no-fun league says, no, it's not. And I, I to, to me, I think it's just it's just a bunch of shit. Just, just let them play. Eventually, we're going to wind up watching them play in shorts, a T-shirt, and fucking flags hanging from their hips anyway. So that's just going to wind up happening. Just pathetic. Looking to see, because I, w- I want to get a comparison. So I have the NFL PAs set up here. So I don't have an unnecessary roughness fine. So for those who don't know, we're talking about the Quan Alexander hit on the running back against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I watched it back in slow mo, and he the reason why I think he got hit with the fine he got hit with. Um, you can't really call it a defenseless receiver 
No, but it, it it's that weird gray area where he had the time to make a move, but he didn't. It's that weird kind of maybe we let this one go area. It's the fact that he led with the top of the helmet and he launched himself into the guy. Well, how so, else should you pick him up and put him on a mattress? Well, you could pick him up and you know drive him into the ground. He's not a he's not a quarterback. He's not a quarterback. You can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but still, these, these officials, it's pick and choose. I know, but it's it's the fact that he led with the top of the helmet, and that's that's what got it. So the the top front or fine for Im, impermissible use of the helmet and launching is forty three thousand seven hundred nine dollars. So I think he got a little extra because they're that weird gray area of defenseless player, and I don't see a fine amount for a unnecessary roughness. So I just see here's a here's the safe here are the issues I have or the ones that I have. I have striking, kicking and kneeing, horse collar tackle, face mask, leg whip, late hit, impermissible use of the helmet or launching, hit on a defenseless player, blindside block, which crackback blocks are as a former slot receiver, I loved them. As someone who's friends with a former linebacker, I understand. <laughs> I understand, but it's all—it's that one time because, like, it's a slot receiver. For those who don't know, we could run across the middle, and there's a little window where we can have our head taken off, just yeah. because we're there. Um, so when you get a chance to return the favor, it's a lot of fun. You don't and get it seen, often. We've seen it happen. Heinz Ward's done it a few times. Yep, Juju Heinz Ward was it. king of it. Juju uh, did it. Juju did. That's one of the only things I respect about him. Uh, blindside block. Top dance after it. Yeah. Blindside block, roughing the passer, low block, and shot block. And fighting and leaving the bench area during a fight. You have unsportsmanlike conduct, taunting, football under the stands, which that that's a $13,000 football at the max. That's a very expensive football. I don't know that cost that much. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I could go to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy one for twenty five. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, trust me, I know. Um, but there's just some, again, the no fun league type thing. Those are fines that were agreed on with the NFLPA. That article came, that is from the NFL football operations website. Um, I understand the penalty. I understand the call because it was what constitutes a necessary roughness uh, per the NFL rule book. And this is going to get very, very boring. So if you don't like it, skip through it. I'll keep it brief. Um, if a player uses any part of his helmet, including the top slash crown and forehead or the quote unquote hairline parts or face mask to butt, spear or ram an opponent violently or unnecessarily, uh, although such violent or unnecessary use of the helmet and face mask is impermissible against any opponent, gain officials will give special attention in administering this rule to protecting those players who are virtually defenseless uh, postures, including but not limited to uh, forcibly hitting the defenseless player's head, neck, or face with a helmet or face mask, blah, 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 lowering the head and violently or unnecessarily making forcible contact with the hairline or forehead part of the helmet against any part of the defenseless player's body, which is what he did, or launching, which is, again, what he did. Um, I'm, I'm just, by the book, Yeah, it was a, it was a good call. For player just, safety, it was a great call. I feel in the heat of the moment, Sometimes things just happen that you yeah. can't control. Like, oh. could Quan have maybe went more in with the shoulder? Maybe, but when you're running full speed, you're not thinking about that. You're just no, 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 no. It's guy from from gaining any yards, possibly scoring, whatever it is, and I got to stop him. And it, and the heat of the moment, you sometimes you just can't control it. Yeah, 
And I feel that the I feel the officials have to kind of see it that way too. Look, listen, I understand you have to fine them, but some of these fine amounts are just fucking ludicrous. But I'm not part of the NFLPA, so I don't get a vote. No, and we can also like we can to bring it back to Steelers talk. We can talk about Gerald McCoy on mic'd up when he hit Ben late. You remember that? <laughs> ben threw the ball and Gerald oh, was yeah. running towards him, and he didn't get the chance to stop. And he was like, "My fault, Ben. My fault." <laughs> <laughs> my fault i'm sorry just like don't find me please i don't throw it i didn't mean to it was fun i mean like yeah. it, it's even it, some of those even some of those like when they throw the flag and they call it roughing the passer mm-hmm. sometimes you, you you got a 300 plus pound guy running at you sometimes it's gonna happen you just gotta give it the benefit of the doubt i mean i can understand if there's malicious intent where he stops then starts again and purposely drills a quarterback. You do what? Oh, what? What was a, a Steelers player who threw uh, Bears quarterback onto his shoulder? Was that Packers? Was that Steelers? Do you remember that? Plays clearly over. Guy runs up and he grabs him and slams him onto the ground. I can't. Remember. I'm blank on it, but it's. It, I, I don't know. I I, I just feel. I, I again, I get protecting the players, but I mean, the, even last night's Giant Panther game, Dexter Lawrence's hand brushes against Bryce Young's friggin' face mask, and they call it roughing the passer. I understand it's hands to the face, but it's like in the middle of him trying to block a pass. It's something yeah. you, you can't pull it. And Bryce Young hasn't been in the league for three minutes. He's getting fucking Tom Brady calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you're not supposed to hit him in the helmet with your hand, but it's also you, you gotta you gotta be a little more lenient with that. Like he didn't punch him in the face, yeah, and he didn't do what happened to Fitzmagic when he threw that absolute dot when he was with the Dolphins. Like yeah, that was remember, yeah. So that one, that's an issue. But like, it's you can't just how do I do this? There's got to be a give and a take. There's got to be some leeway. There's got to be some. There's got to be some like some some leniency. Yeah. I mean, if you want to review it after the game and make a determination from there. Yeah. That's fine. I'm listen. I'm all for that. But when you're you know, when you can clearly see there's no malicious intent, or it's like, hey, he's in the middle of trying to block a pass, and his hand just grazes the face mask, doesn't grab it, doesn't yank him down by it, don't throw a flag. Yeah. And then if you want to hit him with a punishment after the fact, like, hey, you know what? We deemed after the game, you know, we watched it on Tuesday after all the games were done, and we reviewed all the, you know, all the calls that they should have been called, but we let him go. Uh, just use Miles Garrett as the example, because why not anytime to shit on Cleveland? Uh, you know we're gonna find you. We're gonna find you fifteen grand because you attempted to sack Mason Rudolph in a preseason game, and your hand came across his jersey. You didn't grab him, but he fell to the floor. But we're just gonna hit you at a fifteen thousand dollar fine anyway. Honestly, yeah, yeah like it's it, there needs to be some leniency to it. I am trying to find. Oh, where is it? Because I now I gotta know. Some of y'all know that the hit I'm talking about, and I'm I'm not. We I will find it by the time y'all have tweeted at me after listening to this. It's fine. 
was it Bradshaw that got thrown to the ground? Who was it? There was someone who literally got picked up like way after the pass is thrown and just slammed to the ground. Well, in the 70s, that happened all the time. Oh, I know, but it was like beyond late. I mean, back in the 70s, you could literally fucking kill somebody on the field and there was no flag. Mm-hmm. Friggin', friggin' now, if you run past Aaron Rodgers, you get a friggin'. You, you Green get Bay Packers, the- Charles Martin, 1986. Or Green Bay Packers, Charles Martin, and then Jim McMahon in 1986. You remember that now? Jim McMahon having his collarbone absolutely demolished. And that, that, yeah. Yep, you remember that now? Yep, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't, do don't, don't do that. Like, it's be be reasonable about it. Like, the people who were mad about Arden Key uh, when he landed on Mahomes' ankle, though, like, he did that maliciously. Like, no, he didn't. If he did it maliciously, it wouldn't have been with his knees. He would have gone spikes down. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gone spikes down and caused injury. Like, come on now. It, That's the thing I hate. That's the thing I hate with fans of other teams or even within your own fan base where like an injury happens and like, yeah, he did that shit on purpose. It's like, no, do you realize you have 300 pound people colliding with each other in this one little space that somebody's trying to get through? You don't think something's going to twist, turn, snap, air, bend the other way? I mean, look at Lawrence Taylor and with Joe Theismann. Do you really think that when Lawrence Taylor sacks him there, do you think he was trying to maliciously end Theismann's career there? No. And I, I think they're friends now, too, actually. I think they actually made up over it. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, for those who, you know, watch the beginning of the blind side, speaking of blind sides. There's a reason uh, why left tackles get paid. <laughs> they show that as the prime example. And Lawrence Taylor... Actually, you, he had concern on his face, and he's actually waving for their medical staff to come over. Like, yo, get your man off the field. His, 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 fucking his legs one way, his knees the other way, and his body's all contorted in all different friggin'. I angles. just got stabbed by his tibula. Can you go ahead and get him out of here, please? <laughs> it's in uh, so this gets me mad too because this goes this again goes back to the Jerry Rice thing that I talked about. Like, I don't. From oh did Lauren did Taylor and Bryce play at the same time? And who? Yeah, and I thought so. Yeah, at some point they had to. I thought so. Like I knew they did. Like it, it's the people who are like, oh, well, he wasn't going against linebackers. That were you know he wasn't going against some of the nastiest hitters in the league. You want to bet? <laughs> You're telling me <laughs> Lawrence funny. Taylor isn't one of the nastiest players ever? Oh, he was. Without a doubt. Well, I was like the other day, somebody on Twitter puts out, or X, whatever you want to call the cesspool of bullshit. It's still Twitter. I, I will always call it Twitter. They uh, Somebody put, is Miles Garrett the most overrated player? And I said, yeah, he's talented, but you Browns fans think that he's like the end-all, be-all. And this guy goes, you know, I said, when you look at the stats, TJ's better. I said, and I'll defend it till the day I fucking die. Yeah. Until I lose my fucking memory and I'm fucking delusional in a hospice somewhere, just fucking spewing whatever at that point. And this guy goes, Well, it doesn't matter about the stats. I'm like, Yes, it fucking does. Numbers like, matter. That's how, you, that's how you judge who's better Thank than you. Then he proceeds, Well, TJ doesn't get tip, double or triple teamed the same amount as Miles Garrett. You want to make a fucking bet? 
DJ Watt played two series a night and was triple teamed more than that friggin' YouTuber who let his wife get banged by somebody else. Okay? <laughs> TJ Watt gets double and triple teamed just as much as Aaron Donald and just as much as Miles Garrett. Browns fans, you need to realize this. Miles Garrett is a talented football player, but he will never be TJ Watt. And that's what annoys you the most. Because if you compare Watt's numbers to Garrett's numbers, there's no comparison. There's none. None at all. So just stop the shit, have parades for ties in preseason, celebrate 0-16 seasons, get mad that your rookie quarterback's better than the massage boy, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Just get over it. I'm so, I'm so fucking... I'm so done with it. Just the whole Cleveland fan base, even the normal ones who message me and agree, just don't anymore. I, I don't want to talk to none of you. I'm fucking done with it. Ah. I'm done. Cleveland realized this. Okay. When the Houston Oilers have more division titles than you and haven't played in the amount of time that you've been back in the NFL, when the NFL took you away and made the Baltimore Ravens, that's what we call pathetic. Pathetic. The fact that you have a fan base that has a jersey with 950,000 different quarterbacks on it, one of them including fucking Johnny Manziel, and Watson's not going to be the last name on that fucking jersey. I can guarantee you that. And you have Tim Couch on that jersey, who's literally sitting on the couch right now. Hmm. Okay, you had what? Friggin' Brandon Whedon on that team. You drafted a fucking guy who was 30-something years old as your starting quarterback in, what, the first round? Cleveland just Cleveland is like a pump-and-dump stock. They build up their value, and then... Cleveland is... Cleveland's the next uh, moon coin or some, some new currency that people are like, oh, pretty sure this currency is moon-worthy. There, there's no rug pull. We have it set into the system where we can't do that. And blah, 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 blah. And then just... Right off my the, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns are like when Trump created fucking Space Force. Why do we need Space Force? Ah, this is not, this is not political. This is hilarious. Like, like, like <laughs> Space Force. Yeah. Who's going to fuck? When are you pulling over in space? Fucking E.T.? While he's trying to just go home? Who are we fighting in space? One hanging around with Elliot. Fuck out of here. Elliot. Fucking space, fucking space force, and the fact that they even mentioned space force, you know, like when the NFL does the military appreciation week or month, whatever they do, and now you incorporate just the uniform for space force. Everyone used to laugh. Astronaut suit. Everyone used to laugh at the Coast Guard. Now they laugh at space force. Yeah, Coast Guard's like, oh thank God. Yeah, they're like, oh something worse than us. Thank fucking God. Even Space Force is worse than the fucking Peace Corps. <laughs> we, we, oh. we're, really going, we're really going off the rails. We, we've gone um, off the deep end. This Steeler game really kind of got me amped up because it, it's weird to kind of tie it back into the whole mm-hmm. topic of what this show is about. The Steelers for the past few years have been like that X that's like, please take me back. I'll be better. And then it's just the same nonsense, like three months later, 
so you kick it to the curb again. Mm-hmm. This this season has a different feel to it. I don't know what it is, and there's a lot of people who on the cesspool app that have agreed where they're like, I get it's preseason, but there's just something about this year. Like there's more camaraderie. There's more team chemistry. There's just, uh, there's something there. And the biggest steal of the draft right now defensively is Nick Herbig. This kid is TJ Watt jr. In the making. And why? Because TJ Watt, has taken him under his wing and has shown him everything he knows. That he now is, has incorporated TJ's ghost move that he does. I'll tell you now, the sky's the limit for this kid. TJ Joey Porter Jr. got an interception. Eat that, Adam Pac-Man Jones, you fuck. TJ Watt didn't really play last year, did he? Did he play at all last year? Yeah, he was hurt for the first. He got He got hurt in the game against Cincinnati, the one that fucking went on for like ever. When they freaking when they kept getting tied and tied and tied and tied mm-hmm. and they fought in overtime, uh, he got hurt in that game and he came back. I think like week nine or ten. He only and played. Still, still had better numbers than freaking Miles Garrett. He played ten games last year, and I'm not defending Browns fans here. Miles Garrett does get double teamed. Almost as much as anybody else. However, or Miles Garrett, if I'm reading this graph correctly, uh, pass rushing rates at edge in 2022. You have pass rush win rate and then double team rate. Miles, excuse me, Miles Garrett is he gets double teamed quite a bit, but he also has one of the highest win rates. TJ Watt didn't get double teamed as much last year because he only played ten fucking games, <laughs> and he only played. He missed games last year too when he uh, out when he outpaced him. He actually, so he got double teamed. Miles Garrett gets double teamed to be completely accurate. A little bit more than TJ Watt. But that's also because who the fuck does Cleveland have on their line besides Miles Garrett? Don't have Javian Clown anymore because he's gone. So you only have Miles Garrett. The Steelers have a deeper defensive line. Yeah. Because you got Hayward you got to worry about. You got Alex Highsmith. Mm-hmm. You got to worry about more people, so you can't afford to double team TJ Watt the whole time. So I understand why he gets double teamed less. And it's funny because going back to, I think episode eight when we discussed the top one hundred, mm-hmm. Cam Hayward actually came out because they asked him about the top one hundred, and he he said it. He goes, it, he goes, there's no way the top one hundred is based on player votes. No, there's he absolutely goes, no way. Goes, there's no way he goes. Because he go, and he goes, I'm not going to discredit the people on the list, but how do you leave Alex Highsmith off that list? When TJ went down, Alex Highsmith picked up the slack. Yep. How do you well, leave that guy off the list? He still has, and the thing is, too, if you want to continue to debate the the double team rate, TJ Watt wins. He's still a top 10 player in the league when it comes to double team win rates. Yeah. He is just as good. It's uh, the best is Micah Parsons. So everybody sit down and we can all agree on that. It's the only compliment I'll ever give Dallas ever. And then I, I do hope Deuce Vaughn balls out. I, I love that kid. I hope Deuce Vaughn balls out. I, I, I yeah, it, I'm, I'm excited for that kid. That's the only Cowboys player. Micah Parsons and Deuce Vaughn are the only two Cowboys players they give a shit about. Yeah. And I, I hate that Dallas has two players that I care about. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Dallas. Uh, <laughs> well, hey. well, speaking of Dallas, there was, I forget who discussed this. It might have been What's Her Face that does Sports After Dark. Oh, like, Ashley. Why, yeah, why Dak doesn't get the same love that Lamar and Jalen Hurts get being minority quarterbacks. Like, it's okay for Lamar and Jalen to be, like, one way. You know, like, when they mess up, nobody shits on them. Granted, I'll shit on I Lamar. Shit on yeah. I shit on Lamar every time he fucks up. I don't care. Even if he has a good game and still fucks up, I'm still going to shit on Again, him. Again, these hands are rated E for everybody. But they, but people continuously bash Dak Prescott. Does he get unfair criticism? To sure. a degree, yes. Because he's but for Dallas. He also, but ex- well, yeah, that. And he also, like Lamar and Jalen Hurts or any other player, you create your own criticism. Yes. By us, the fans, by us, the sports podcasters, and the sports media. So, you know, Dak coming out saying, I'm not throwing more than 10 interceptions this year. What you should have said was nothing. You should not have ever said that because now everybody's going to have a graph at home. And they're going to write down every time you throw an interception. You already got ten in you already got ten in training camp. Yep. And we're not even into September yet. So, so you already I, threw more than ten. I joked about this um with uh Darian, who's a friend of the show. Go we'll we all shout him in the end of the show. Uh Chill takes over on TikTok. Um he has a great he he actually made a comment and it cracked me up where he goes because Dak threw like two touchdowns during uh training camp, like a week and a half ago, he goes, these are the first two touchdowns I've ever seen out of Dallas training camp this season. I'm like, I'm sure there are more that are happening. It's the fact that he opened his, I, if Trevor Lawrence had said it, I would have said the same thing. Golf. And if Kirk, any, if, if any quarterback who previously was tied for the most interceptions in the league, the year before while playing two less games, said, I'm not going to throw more than 10 interceptions this year. Bet. <laughs> every, uh, every interception you throw will be under a microscope. And the reason why I got to find this. So we want to talk about Dak and everything like that. So I pulled up their stats. Uh, Dak has a 59% uh so he has a sixty or sixty-one and thirty-six uh, career record. Not bad, not bad at all. No, he's batting six hundred pretty much. It's not bad at all. Lamar is forty-five and sixteen, no. and chokes in the playoffs like Dak. Yeah, and then forty-five <laughs> and sixteen, and then you have with let's just keep going through all this. He's also played so all right. It's a weird comparison because they've all come out in different years. Yeah, but if we were to pull up, so he has a six. That is not correct. Uh, <laughs> that is the wrong number. Let's try that again. Point six two nine win percentage, which is great. So point six two nine. Let's look at Lamar Jackson. win percentage. So Lamar has less games, but he's got a better win percentage. And then let's do Jalen Hurts. 
Jalen Hurts is a 0.676%. So they're all three of them have a better win-loss record. Or two of them. My heat scrambled brain. Uh like, I will not get to the weather, don't worry. The three people we're comparing here, Dak has the he has the worst win-loss percentage. Let's do just to compare it just for everything. Let's just go side by side for everything. Just to humor me. Dak has 166 career touchdowns to Jalen Hurts is 44 and Lamar's less than 166, 101. So still good numbers. And that's not, that's passing, not including rushing. So I think Lamar probably has more total touchdowns. I would assume Dak has a better completion percentage, which is, I, again, I would expect because Lamar had nobody to throw to, and Dak yeah. is a good passer, usually. And he also had, he did have weapons when he had Amari Cooper. He before. had Amari Cooper. He had CD. He yeah. has CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, you know, and then he had um, Dalton Schultz. So he like he had a good receiving yeah. core. He had a great offensive line. Um, Just got a shit. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has forty-four <laughs> touchdowns, nineteen interceptions. Lamar has thirty-eight interceptions. Dak has sixty-five. <laughs> which is where the issue lies. He has an interception percentage of two, whereas Jalen Hurts is, excuse me, 1.8. And Lamar is at 2.3. So Lamar actually has more. Okay. We're throwing out a bunch of random stats here. This is a fun rabbit hole to go down. I understand what Ashley was saying in that regard, but also if you look at the win-loss record, those two other guys we're comparing them to are better. Yeah. And it's also and good. Yeah. And it's Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> You're the Yankees and the Lakers of your sport. Nobody likes you. Who's a hockey team nobody likes? <sighs> yeah, I can't think of anybody. <laughs> well, I watch hockey, but there's so many. Because like I'm a Ranger yeah. fan, so we don't like the Islanders. We don't like the Devils being in the Bolts, York. baby. <laughs> um, the Bruins are a hated team, but that's yeah. because of the New York-Boston rivalry, which... And then you got Chicago, but then Chicago's been garbage the last, like, five years, so I don't think anybody cares about them anymore. I don't think anybody hates the Anaheim Mighty Ducks because of Gordon Bombay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I love those shows. Uh the <laughs> movies. Movies. Oh my God. They came out with a show. I can't watch it. I haven't tried. That's why I said shows. I've seen all the movies. Don't come at me. I know I'm 28, but I've watched the Mighty Ducks movies. I've seen all the Karate Kid movies, including the horrible one uh with Jackie Chan. Um <laughs> I've, no, I've no, seen them all. There's, there's two horrible ones. There's one with Hillary Swank, too, the next karate kid. Oh, I didn't see that one. So never mind. I take it back. I haven't seen that one. I'm okay with that. Um, I (laughs) did see. Yeah, I did. I've seen all. I've seen the one where he goes to Japan. I've seen the new Cobra Kai shows on Netflix. Like, don't don't tell me I don't know some of these shows. I'm not here. I'm I'm, yeah. God, we have gone way off the rails today. (laughs) The fun fun fact is that if you watch the Karate Kid backwards. Daniel LaRusso is the bully and not Johnny Lawrence. I'm just saying. I am here to defend Johnny Lawrence. Sweep that fucking leg. I'm all for it. Sweep. 
you need to watch the Cobra Kai thing on Netflix. Sweet. And they actually they actually did a really good job about kind of comparing the two because from Johnny's perspective or from Johnny's perspective, Daniel's a dick. And then from Daniel's perspective, yeah. Johnny's a dick. So it's it actually they go back and forth. And it's it, it was interesting to see from both perspectives. Because you're right. If you look at it from the outside, like from the outside yeah. looking in, it's like yeah. they're both kind of assholes. <laughs> they're both not great people. But also they, kids. But, but the one episode, I forget which season, I think it was two or three, when they have the big school thing, whatever, because the whole fight. So it might have been season yep. two. When one guy goes, because uh, Daniel LaRusso says, karate's not the problem, blah, 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 blah. You know, don't treat this like a karate footloose. This one guy goes, yeah, right, you're the bully. Karate footloose. <laughs> so they kind of like incorporate what everybody's kind of been thinking into the show, which was great. Yeah. A karate footloose. But also, I don't see a kid from Jersey getting pushed around by a kid from California very much either. Yeah, you would think Danny LaRusso would have been a little tougher coming from (laughs) fucking New York, but... (laughs) Well, we already have a name for this episode, then. It is going to be uh, James Jones. um, Sweet sweet, sweet polite bitch. James Jones and the Karate Kid. James Jones, Justin Fields, and the Karate Kid. I'm in. That's the name of the show. We're doing this. All right. You got anything else you want to get into, man? Oh, God. Oh, oh, well, oh, well, oh no. I, I have a name. James Jones, Sweep the Yanks, and the Karate Kid. Yeah, we could go with that. We'll go with that. We got to go with that. Uh, no, the other, well, the one thing is what well, we discussed it before we came on was the Michael Orr stuff. Yes, we do need to get into that a little bit. I know I was forgetting something. So the one thing I'm going to state now is that because I put I put the episode out on Instagram because I'll promote it on there too just because mm-hmm. I'm on there. I don't ever use Instagram. I got rid of that a while ago. So this guy decides to message me. He goes, you two have no frigging clue what you're talking about when it comes to the Michael Orr situation. It's like this two-page bitter diatribe of how we're wrong and whatever else. Before I can respond, and, and this is where if you're going to talk tough on the internet, be prepared for the rebuttal. I didn't even get the chance. All of a sudden, it's I go to respond, Instagram user not found, and it's just this blank fucking silhouette of what would have been there. First off, when we did the episode, we were talking about what first came out. Right. So now that more has come out, I kind of delved more into it. And pretty much the two weeks finally came out and they said, listen, you know, he came to us before he went to the court and said, if you don't pay me $15 million, I'm going to slander your name. And then he proceeded to do so. Mm-hmm. They're saying They're saying that he got royalties from the movie, that he got paid. He got the money he was supposed to get. So... You know, but it's one of those, the more that comes out, the more we're going to discuss it. So for those who have an issue with what we're saying, again, it's our opinion. We're entitled Mm -hmm. to it. If you have an issue, you can message me all you want. I don't care. Hit me up too. I don't care. Don't then block me, delete your account, do whatever it is. Don't think that you're getting the last word because this is not how that shit works. Not with me. I get the last word. Here's, Here's my thing. There, I, I did that to a buddy of mine. Shout out, Ethan. Um, 
this is back in college. He called me and we were trying to find, we were trying to hang or uh, hang out somewhere. And I was, we were in the middle of a conversation. He's hung up on me. So I called him back and he goes, what? I'm like, you don't hang up on me. I hang up on you. And then I hung up the phone, <laughs> but it, it was just fun. It was fun. It, he, he's a good friend. It was fun to mess with him. But also like, and here's the thing we mentioned in that episode too. We said, as of recording this multiple, I'm sure yeah. we said multiple times. We said, as of recording this from what we're seeing so far, if this is true, because again, these are all ifs. Last time I checked, I'm not a lawyer. Jim, are you a lawyer? No, but I could play one on TV if needed. That's true. Are we? Are we? <laughs> Law and order, hit me up. Um, if you're, you know, we're not friends with Michael Orr. We're not friends with the Tui family. We, we have no inside track on this. We talk about this as it comes out. And this yeah. is the first. This isn't the first time. Certainly, not the first time I've been wrong when it comes to sports. Georgia fans, if you listen to two sports news, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I've had to apologize to you guys twice. Uh, <laughs> I've been wrong before. I'm going to be wrong again. It's we both are because we don't have any sort of media credentials. We don't have a, a shout out to my buddy's podcast. No credentials. Um, there's another sports show. You don't need to check. It. I need to start promoting them. You need to go check them out. Uh, it's an old coworker of mine and his buddy. Um, they're they put out good content. Um, we might have a sub uh, for <laughs> one of the shout outs, <laughs> but it's we we're, we talk about the stuff as it comes out. There's a reason why for my solo episode on the Jonathan Taylor thing, I waited and I actually had the luxury of waiting that long. Um, sometimes we just kind of you know we put it out as we can and we put out or we put it out with as much information as we can and. You know, we're we're pulling from all the things that we see, and these are our opinions. You know, you can tell me, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All I want, I don't care. But also, if you're going to take shots, at least leave the comment up. I've had that happen to me multiple times. If you're going to take a shot, don't run away after. Don't don't. We don't need guerrilla warfare tactics for for sports beef and and your hate. I don't care. Like it's. If you're going to take a shot, take a shot. I don't care. It's fine. I welcome it. I, I don't know about you, Jim. I buy hate by the barrel if I have the time for it. Like, yeah, bring right. it. Same thing. If, if, listen, I got free time. You want to run your mouth? I'll go out of with you. But trust me, does not end well. Well, and that's the thing. I, I love a good sports debate. I really do. I, I like. I welcome it. If you think I'm wrong, tell me why I'm wrong. And if you can point out something that I haven't looked at, maybe you're right. I've been saying all the time with it, with NFL rookie watch. And you, I fucking hate this count. Is <laughs> my weekly beef with NFL rookie watch? It's and I I know what he's doing, and I I know that it's you know a bunch of you know it's it's all about hype and clicks and everything like that. And I got nothing against that. It's marketing to push yourself. Great, I'm happy for you. Some of the takes that I see and some of the comments that back up those takes drive me crazy. The most recent one I saw was about Brock Bowers, the uh, Georgia tight end. He's going to be the best, yeah. you know, NFL tight end ever. You know, it's like, you know, Vernon Davis, Antonio Gonzalez, um, you know, or no, sorry, Anto- I just combined two people. Antonio Gonzalez would be a monster tight end. Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. Like, it, you're comparing Gronk, you're comparing him with guys who've already been in the league. Dude hasn't played a defense or an offensive snap in the NFL yet. And I'm not saying, like, kid can ball. I'm not saying he can't. What I'm saying is 
the list of people who have made it to the league based on college success and not panned out is a whole lot longer than the list of people who have made it based on college success and have panned out. The the list of blue chip prospects who suck when they're playing actual or like heavier competition is a long list. And Johnny Manziel's on that list. Ryan Leaf is on that John, list. Yep, there's a uh, long... Trent, Trent Richardson's on that list. Paxton I mean, Lynch, Brock Osweiler. We we can go on for Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky. We can <laughs> uh, we can go yeah. modern. Nick Nick Foles, uh, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, We who's his oh, own documentary, Trent- by the way. Jameis Winston had a 30 for 30 before they approached him for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's... There are so many Zach Wilson. You've got Trey Lance, Carson Wentz. You have so many guys who played very, very well in college ball, and they have all the fundamentals and all the ability to make it to the next level. And when I'm just going off the top of my head, I could pull up a list of NFL, Jamarcus Russell. I could pull up a list of NFL bust and be there for days. Yeah. But it's putting it all together. It's like I'll, I'll be the first to admit I coasted through high school. I didn't try, and I got a, I had A's and B's coasted through high school, and then I got to college and I got smacked in the face because I wasn't ready. And I didn't take it seriously. So all and sometimes by the time these guys wake up, because they're coasting through high school and college because they're just monsters because they're at so athletically talented and gifted. There's a reason why the gym rats also make it to the league, and the gym like Jake Fromm was a gym rat, yeah. and he ball he did. Good in college. I won't say balled out in college. He did good in college. He balled out in high school because he was one of the best guys in the field. The starting, and we'll end on this because this is a weird rabbit hole to go down. The starting, you know, high school is, in middle school, everybody plays. Elementary school, middle yeah. school, everybody plays. Pee wee, popcorn, all the fun stuff. Everybody plays it. High school, the people who stick with it and are, you know, stick with it. High school players, the best high school players go to the colleges on scholarships. So those are the best of the high school players. The best of the college players go to the league. And the best of those players are the ones who stay there for more than a season. So you're talking about the best of the best of the best of the best. And if you're not that dude, you'll find out pretty quickly. So you'll you'll get your legs swept. (laughs) But it's, it's, again, it, do we know what we're all talking about all the time? No, absolutely not. And we're never going to know everything we're talking about. These are our opinions. There are takes. These are guy. These are from two dudes who have watched football their entire lives. Um, admittedly, mine's a little bit less, but I've still watched football my entire life. But it's <laughs> and these guys, we're two guys who follow it like it's a religion, and we we pay attention, we look into things, and we're also not really, you know, I've got bias towards the Jags, and you got bias towards the Steelers. But when it comes down to the end of the day, you know, I don't know any of these guys. I know a couple of them, but like we're not friends. Like I went to high school with some of the guys. Uh, I went to school with a couple of the guys in the league, or played against some of the guys in the league. But like, we're not close. No. Like we're not like good friends or anything. Like it. And I'm I'm not gonna name any names because it's not a flex thing. Yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, it, it's basically what I'm saying is we, we have no dog in this fight. No. We have nobody to protect. We don't care. So we're gonna give our own opinions. We're gonna give our own takes just from two guys who enjoy the game. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Like we always say, uh, we thank you guys for always listening. If you loved it, tell everyone you know. You know, 
five stars, retweets, re-Xs, whatever the hell they're called, reposts. I don't care. Um, listen, all of it, tell everyone you know. If you didn't like it, treat it like a bad date. It's not us. It's you. Or it's not you. It's us. Whatever it helps you sleep at night. But if you feel like you need to throw a barb out there, you know, oh, you guys suck and you're ugly. Okay, great. Whatever. Like, <laughs> You're boring for conversation. Yeah, I don't care. Great. But be prepared for another one back at you. Like, that's just where we're at. Like, it, be prepared for a debate, especially if I have the time for it. Dude, I took a shot at Nebraska fans and I fell asleep on a flight and I landed and I got 40 notifications. Like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I do? So, which I will defend that until the end of time. But anyways, like I said, on that note, thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, You can always, you know, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh at ITA Bad Take Pod or at TDSN Pod on Twitter. That's the best way to take your shot at me. If you want to take a shot at Jim, Jim, where the people find you? Fan in a van on the dumpster fire, baby. There we go. And like we said, if you like the show, tell them what you know. Five stars, retweets, all that fun stuff. Feed the algorithm gods. I don't know why it works. I'm just a football fan. Um, <laughs> I am not a programmer. Don't know how this works. But it does. So feed the algorithm gods. Tell them what you know. Retweet. Listen to the show. Drive us up the charts. And if you didn't like it, go on your way. Say your your comment as you walk out the door. But don't don't leave negative reviews. That's a waste of time. It, it, don't, it, it's a waste of time. It's not worth it. it. It's it's like a bad meal at a restaurant. Do you rate every bad meal you had? Or a, you go to a bar and you have a drink. Do you give the bar one star because you had a bad drink one time? <laughs> no. You move on. No. You know what I do? You know what I do? Hmm. The bar t- I'll, I'll drink the drink. And a bartender bag was it good? And I tell him straight out, no, this thing fucking sucked. Yeah. Tell us it wasn't good and then never come back. That's fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Never come back. We appreciate your time. We can't give it back to you and we probably wouldn't. Um, but again, thank you for listening. Reach out to some of the platforms. You want to find some other shows to listen to. Like I said, um, the best way to get your shout out is going to be either retweet the show or talk about the show or, you know, five stars of the fun stuff or just be a show that we really like. Um, by the time this comes out, this will come out after. Um, the 1423 anniversary so again happy anniversary for podcasting to brent and dave um what a lovely couple you make uh, <laughs> if they made it this far in the episode i hope they like it uh i'm happy for you guys seriously um hopefully there's three more if you want to do three more um that's always where my congratulations always get weird because some people are like oh news anymore and then it's like okay well I, I hope you do it for as long as you want to do it and i hope everything continues to be successful as it has been for you guys i really do um, but go check out their show at the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Um, Brent and Dave put on a great show. Fantastic takes, fantastic opinions. We actually had a great talk the other day. Uh, they were, t- And I'll probably bring it up during their show. I don't know if you heard what I said or saw what I said. We were talking about players, um, just some of these guys now who seem to not care. Some of the guys who coasted through college and coasted through high school because of their ability, but then they get to the league and they don't care. And they don't improve. And it's either because they're not going to hack it where they don't want to hack it because while everybody loves to win, the people who make it are the ones who hate to lose. Yeah. Everyone loves to win. When yeah. I played sports, I fucking hated to lose. You hate, if you, if you will if, talk to Brady, talk to Peyton, talk to, talk to Ben, talk to all the other guys, ask them if they love to win. And they'll say, yes. If you ask them if they hate to lose, the answer is like, fucking hate to lose. And that's why they're at the level they're at. That's why they got to that point. So go check out their show. Again, weird tangent. Um, 
obviously go check out Jim's show. Go check out me and Jalen's show. You know, go check out Fan of the Van. Go check out Two Dudes of Sports News. Go check out the BS in Sports podcast. Go check out Bruliana Sports. I'm excited to finally talk to Aaron again after a while. And it's going to be uh, go back and forth with the guys from Love of the Playing Field with Dave and John. Go check out the We Like Sports podcast. Uh, go check out um, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. Go check out Sports After Dark. Go check out Flimlow Raps on YouTube. Dude is fantastic. I love shouting him out because he puts out good content. He actually just did another episode of the Michael Orr thing. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, um, but I'm going to probably as soon as you get off the phone. Um, go check out uh, No Credentials. Uh, shout out Eric and Sean. Um, if you're looking for a wrestling show, go check out John of a wrestling fan insight. If you're looking to gamble and you're not looking to, or sorry, before we get to the gambling, if you want to gamble outside of an NFL or outside of an NFL facility, um, and you want to look for a show to listen to, go check out Nate's daily wager, the you bet smart podcast. If you're on TikTok, go check out chill takes. Um, if you're in Vegas outside of an NFL facility and you're in the big sphere thing that they have, uh, go check out visit Vegas places. Um, I can't remember if he's ever done a gambling episode, but he does great content about what to do if you're ever out in Vegas. Um, I don't think I'm missing anybody. If I am, I apologize. On that note, thank you, thank you, thank you. Who am I missing? Well, no, I had one. Uh, they're not podcasters, but they always support the show. Uh, they're actually good customers of mine, Ed and Jim from E&J Automotive. Hey, shout out they, Ed and Jim. They keep asking me, and I keep forgetting, honestly, So because I don't write a list, even though I still have the list you sent me. But shout out to them. And uh, I'll be expecting cigars at my desk Monday when you come to pick up your shit. I almost, so I feel like I need to put them. So Ed and Jim, go listen to Two Dudes of Sports News also and go listen to Is This a Bad Take uh, for the monthly episode I put out. Um, but also, I feel like I need to shout out Ed and Jim on Two Dudes of Sports News and just confuse the hell out of everybody. And I think I'm going to now. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to now. Yeah, I can't wait. Who's Ed and Jim? Don't worry about it. So again, shout out Ed and Jim and thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, we'll see you next time. Peace.